Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Rocky Mountain Eurosport and in Parker and in Denver. You're not working with some big dealership that's totally impersonal. This is an intimate buying car experience. Everyone deserves that type of treatment when you go buy a car especially a luxury car or domestic car, foreign car. I mean, that's what you want. Great customer service when you go to Rocky Mountain Eurosport. They also service all makes and models. They have great finance options. Go for a test drive today or find them at rmeurosport.com. In the meantime, uh, this coming from Jeff Passan, who covers baseball for ESPN. Meetings are done between the players and the owners for the day. Progress, according to Passan, minimal. Four days left for Major League Baseball and the players to get a new labor deal done or regular season games are going to be canceled. They've had four days to move and there's been next to nothing, just incremental, according to Passon. And that's that. And also, Jesse Rogers, also of ESPN, reported that the union moved a little, quote, a little, unquote, towards MLB in draft order and service time manipulation issues. But the day ended early because the sides had nothing more to discuss. Right. Well, okay. All right. Gonna stay, they're going to stand there and watch the uh, trains whistle on by as the NHL and the NBA and have their playoffs and NCAA has its final four while people don't miss the start of baseball season. By the way, I saw somebody put this on Twitter, so I cannot take credit for it. It was kind of a poke at Dick Monfort, but after all, uh, he is the guy leading the owners in this charge to get a new CBA done. And wasn't there a, a work stoppage Dick Monfort was a part of? Part of. at, uh, at In the meatpacking industry for, yeah. for a year? Right. Yes. Right. Okay. But with this, somebody wrote, uh, why in the world would the owners trust Dick Monfort to strike a deal with the players when he was the one who approved the Nolan Arenado deal? <laughs> Time now for the lead. <laughs> The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. You know, there there were some reasons why they made the Arenado deal, but still, yeah. that deal and pay, effectively paying him to leave, yeah. you talk about things that were WTF moments in 2021 in Denver sports. Yeah. That and Pat Shermer saying, well, sometimes we practice incompletions. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a strange year for those teams. All right, ESPN listed one player from each team that could use a change of scenery. They picked Melvin Gordon. Is Gordon the right choice, or is there somebody else? I mean, to need a change of scenery, things have to be not going well, right? You can dissect this however you would I like. Mean, that's what I think of. Is like, oh, that guy just it's not working there. It's time to get him somewhere else. Melvin Gordon. Had a good season last year. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, there were there was the fumble at the end yeah. against Kansas City, but he had a good season on the whole. 
He's had well, but, but he's, he's had not, two good seasons here. I don't know. He might I, not be seen as the number one back though, and that's right. why they're saying. And that's and that's the thing. Like there may not be the same role for him as there would have been before. So it sounds like you're not picking him. You got somebody else? Because I do. I have a guy on each side of the ball. Okay. Drew Locke needs to change the scenery. That's my choice on offense. And on defense, Kyle Fuller. Needs, yes. Needs to change the scenery. And he'll get He's it. no longer with Vic Fangio. Um, he looked lost at times last year. But definitely Drew Locke. Listen, uh, George Payton has been on record. We need to shop in the quarterback market, whether it's the draft free agency or trade. Mm-hmm. And this is Drew Locke's third system that he's going to have to learn in four years. This is the final season on his contract. He needs to go someplace where I'm not saying he can't play quarterback, but I don't know if he's, let's put it this way. I don't know if he's in the, you know, you know, you know, the best case scenario for Drew Locke, what Aaron Rodgers comes here. That's the best case scenario for Drew Locke. And he just does a backup for a year and then he goes off, goes somewhere else. Yeah, because if you bring in a veteran, if you bring in a veteran like a Mariota, Winston, Garoppolo, and by Trubisky. the and by, Trubisky, by the way, I saw an interesting report on ESPN today coming from Adam Schefter. And he said that the 49ers believe Trey Lance is a ways away from playing and they might have to seriously consider bringing back Jimmy Garoppolo. He is that far away from playing. Why are you smiling? Would you trade for Trey Lance? If he's that far away and Kyle Shanahan doesn't feel he's ready and he's pretty good with quarterbacks, my, my gut reaction initially would be yes but if he's still another year away, it, listen, Trey Lance is a tremendous talent. I was told he absolutely mastered the whiteboard during the draft. So I don't know what the holdup is. I think part of the holdup is... Shanahan's offense is complicated. It's a complex offense. Yep. And he wasn't coming from... He wasn't coming from Alabama. He wasn't coming from a big-time program. Right. He... So he's having to absorb a complex offense while making a huge level jump from North Dakota State to the National Football League. Right. And I think that I think that's part of what we're talking about here. And he didn't have the senior bowl. Like Carson Wentz went from North Dakota State to the NFL and started for the Eagles in year one. He didn't have a week like the senior bowl where he was able to figure out what the speed was before he got there. Right. He and on top of that, he played one game in 2020. So by the time when the Niners got him aboard, this is the guy who played one football would game. Would you trade in, for him? I would, yes. He'd be tantalizing to trade for. What did the 49ers trade? Three first-round picks to yes. get him? I mean, they're not going to get back the same value. I mean, you'd have to... I, I think because of the fact that you've already lost a year of cost control, you'd have to say two first-round picks instead of three. You know what the problem is? You've really got no tape on him. You got tape from you have as much tape from North Dakota State yeah. as you do in some preseason games. I mean, you've there are the tantalizing flashes, but clear but right now what you're looking at is someone who is still adjusting to the speed in the NFL comparative to whatever conference they're in in FCS. I think it's the gateway. Let's say for the sake of argument, 
the Broncos find a way to get Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Does it make more sense or less sense to bring back Gordon? More if he'll take a haircut. He will have to take a haircut. Yeah. If he's willing to, but if he's willing to give you the hometown discount, then you're you're go, you're saying, all right, we we are all in for two or three years, and we don't care if we're we're putting this on a salary cap credit card. If Melvin Gordon wants to come back and he wants to give you a discount, you you bring him back because that is even if you, because that is a great insurance policy. Even if you're starting Javante Williams, if you've got Melvin Gordon sitting there who's able to take some of the some of the the reps off, and he's there if something happens to Javante Williams, you do that in a heartbeat. He he, he the, you start with this. He wants to be here. He does. He really does want well, to be here. I've been told here. by people that have talked to him that he wants to be here, but the Broncos have offered him nothing. Right. As of now. But then again, they'll wait. Listen, they still have Mike Boone, right? He's a, well, he's a, he's a fine backup number three, but he's not somebody that you're saying can step in. How much are you willing to pay uh, Melvin Gordon? I'd pay him $3 million a year. He'd be a fool to take that, and I think he'll make more someplace else. I agree, and that's why I, 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 look, I look at, but I look at other teams that are, that are outstanding teams that could use an upgrade at running back. Yeah, Buffalo Buffalo Bills. could use, yeah. Kansas City could use Melvin Gordon because Clyde Edwards-Alaire can't stay healthy. Right. You can go down the list of teams that are close, that, that are close, that are in the championship discussion, and Melvin Gordon could help any of them right right all right coming up after the break deshaun watson is back in the news ah okay multiple teams according to profootballtalk.com are willing to make a deal for watson as long as his criminal situation is resolved are the broncos one of those teams that's next Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Oh, this gets me all misty. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Mace, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, I am going to be tending bar. By the way, good choice, Danny. Excellent song. Uh, very appropriate for today. Yeah. For the events going on in the world yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, tomorrow night, I'm going to be tending bar from 7 to 9 p.m. over at Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. And we are going to be raising money for our co-worker, uh, David Hurlbutt, and his lovely wife, Monette, mm-hmm. who is battling breast cancer. Uh, Greenfields, our guy, Chad, he's going to donate 75, not 75, that'd be something, huh? 25% of all sales to help David and Monette. Also, there's going to be a live cover band 
and there's no cover when you go to Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar. On the weekends, Friday, Saturday, they have uh, bands all the time. No cover, so go support a great couple in David and Monette. Help us beat breast cancer. And uh, come say hello to Mace. He will be signing autographs on cocktail napkins. I better bring a pen then. Sharpie. Bring, bring a Sharpie. I'd bring a Sharpie. Yeah, you need a Sharpie for that. How many thing? autographs do you think you'll sign? Zero. Yeah. Because here's the thing. The over-under for me is zero as well. When I sign something, it actually decreases the value of whatever I sign. Me too. I'm going to tell I've you. I've always told people that. I always, uh, and you know, it's funny. I, I used to say the same thing. Um, I'll tell you a story about signing autographs. I was working in Kalispell, Montana. And I was playing in a celebrity basketball game, and I hesitate to use the word celebrity and me in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. So after the game is over, all these kids come up running to me. Can I have your autograph? Can I have your autograph? This kid hands me a pen and a piece of paper, and he said, now who are you? And that put it totally in perspective for me. Totally mm-hmm. in perspective. Yeah. I don't understand why anybody would want my signature on anything. Maybe a check out of my bank account, but I don't know why anybody would want my name on a piece of paper. I'm just some dude. That's all. I love what I do for a living, but I don't understand why anybody would want my autograph, even why they'd want to talk to me, to be quite honest with you. I'm being dead serious about that. I've said that for why people listen to this show every day. I'm I'm thrilled that people listen to watch. I don't understand why people actually tune in to listen to my opinion. I find it hilarious. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. Broadcaster. What's that? You're a talented broadcaster. No, I don't know if I'm talented, but I am a broadcaster. But it it blows my mind that even when all my years on TV, that -hmm. people would actually tune in to listen to what I have to say. People who are close to me, my family members, don't care what I have to say. Why would somebody who I don't know care what I have to say. But to all our listeners and viewers, I know you're tuning in to see Mace and listening to Mace. I'm just glad to be part of the ride. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience or find them online at rmeurosport.com. And by the way, I've said that to you in the past. This isn't like I'm coming up with it trying to be modest. I've said this to you off air, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's really how you feel. I I really do. I really, really do feel that way. But thank you for one listener today. Your mom. (laughs) Profootballtalk.com is reporting multiple teams are willing to make a deal for Deshaun Watson as long as the criminal situation is resolved. Last year, the Dolphins insisted on a settlement of all cases before a trade would be finalized. The Panthers, David Tepper, man, he was hot after Deshaun Watson, were willing to make the deal regardless of the civil or criminal cases, but Watson did not want to go to Carolina. Watson facing possible criminal and civil charges. His lawyer, Rusty Harden, said on Monday in open court, he expects the grand jury to make a decision regarding what Watson will be charged with any crimes and the level of charges, felony or misdemeanor, by April 1st, I'm sure he is talking about criminal charges. Yes. With that, if you're the Broncos, let's say Rodgers and Wilson are off the table, would you kick the tires about Watson if the criminal charges have been dropped 
but the civil cases are pending. Are you still are you comfortable having people protest outside of your games? No, I'm asking you the question. Oh, not that. I think that's that's part of the question here. I would I would pass. As talented as he is, and he's very talented, he's a top five quarterback. I would pass because I wouldn't want to deal with the headache. With what? The, with the with the civil charges still out there, the civil case. Is okay, still pending. let's say he settles, which a lot of people agree. Mm-hmm. That's really an admission of guilt. Yes, in most cases it is. Not all cases, but most cases it is. If you're really really wealthy, and you get sued for something in a civil court, it's better just to pay the money because you can afford it just to have it go away because you could be looking at a bigger chunk of change. Mm-hmm. So let's say for the sake of argument, he settles. All the civil cases. You want to kick the tires on them? I'd kick the tires, but I wouldn't be enthusiastic about it. Yeah, you would. Me? Yeah, you know why? Well, I'm saying the Broncos might. I'm saying if it's if it, if I own the team, I'd be like, I'd generally be like, let's let that be someone someone else's burden. Okay. How about um, you work at DNVR, mm-hmm. right? I'm guessing ad, ad revenue would go up. Maybe you get a raise. Now, how do you feel about Deshaun Watson? Because the team would be pretty good. Oh, um, when it affects your wallet, you maybe you don't have a problem with it, do you? Listen, we'll, at the end we'll of the day, see. when Michael Jordan played for the Chicago Bulls, the entire city benefited. Sports bars, the station that aired his games, ad revenues were through the roof. Everybody benefited. So he trans look he transformed the team. But it, if from from that perspective, yeah. But I'm I'm. I'm putting myself in the Broncos' shoes of whether I would do that or not. I'd still be inclined to pass if they if they were all just set all the, they were all just settled. I don't think there is a GM out there that would not look into Deshaun Watson if everything was settled. Everybody, even, even though, like you say, a settlement is usually is an admission of some level of guilt in most cases. At the end of the day, when it comes to people protesting. People have a right to protest, and I could understand why they would protest. It would fade after a while. There'd be an initial surge. After every after, win, after a while, those protesters, those groups, would be cut in half after every win, and before you knew it, nobody would be there. I again, I see why, and I think the Broncos would would try to get him if they didn't get Wilson or or Rogers. I do believe they would. It's just not a choice I would make. Tell me if I'm on the wrong track here. <clears throat> Most football fans are men, yet there are lots of female f- fans. Yes. Lots of them. Lots of them. But I would say... It gets closer to 50-50 every year. You think so? I so where clo- do you think it's at I now? I said closer to 50 Where do you think it's at now? Probably about 60-40. You think it's that tight? I don't think it's that tight. That I would say it's 80-20. That's what I was thinking too. Eighty twenty, but Mace is absolutely right. I think it's growing yeah. look, look hugely a, among the female audience. Look around. Look around any stadium on game day. That's fine. That's fine. But I'm talking about people who are watching at home. Maybe they just want a great experience. I'm talking about people that are watching at home. We're counting like people who are just have it on because hey, it's a big game. I mean, I I, I would stand by sixty forty. Uh, okay. And I'll, again, like I said, it gets closer to fifty fifty every year. Okay. Let's let's split the difference. And go seventy thirty, just for the sake of argument. Okay, fine. Yeah, there are plenty of men who would protest, but I think the majority of people protesting would be women. So if you have a seventy thirty split, it's not really it's not really as loud of a voice. 
and the men would shout out the women saying, hey, we're winning. But here's the thing. Everybody's always looking to increase their market share, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why you see the female demographic being targeted is because there are there still are more male football fans than female football fans. Right. So where can you grow? You you try you try to make sure that your game that your game your sport your event uh, has appeal to women in the same way it has to men. Well, you know what? Then I'll ask you. Your nine news. You dropping the Broncos contract? There, I I'm sure they won't. Oh. And, but wait, Unless they get but wait, outbid. women watch Nine right. News. Why not? I, I, I'm not going to sit. I don't know how they run their business. You, okay. Well, I can tell you how they run their business. They run their business based on to ratings make, and ad rates. To, to make money, right? That's right. Yes. That's right. If they feel like they would make more money by keeping the Broncos, they'll keep the Broncos. Okay. How many no-shows were there for the last Broncos game? I believe uh, 13,000. 13,000. You think there are 13,000 no-shows if Deshaun Watson is the quarterback and the Broncos are playing well? No, and I think the other uh, of thing course, is uh, of they, course not. they sell those club seats they're not selling. They sell those suites they're not selling. It would make them money in, in balance. And I, I, do think they would, I do think they would do it. Just me personally, I admit, I admit that most people do not agree with my perspective on this. Right. My perspective is if I, was, if I were running a team, I'd be like, uh, let that be somebody else's burden, and we'll find a quarterback another way. Okay. What if, I'll play the what if game. Let's say Deshaun Watson comes here, and I'm not going to use our show, but I'll use DNVR. Because you I, you write for them, is that correct? And you do podcasts? Yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. So with that, um, Deshaun Watson comes here, and now your podcast numbers are spiking. And Brandon says to you, man, sales are really good. I'm going to give you a $15,000 a year raise. You know what? Let's make it twenty. dollars $20,000 a year raise. You still want Deshaun Watson? Now you have to make a choice. Money or your or your ethics and how you feel. You, you $20,000, will that do it for you? Because ad rates will go up. I Look, I know on in, in, in a lot of areas that if they got Deshaun Watson, would it be better for the bottom line? Uh, business-wise, yes. No, I'm talking would. about your bottom line. Your bottom line. Brandon Spano's going to give you a 20... You and Ryan and Zach are all getting $20,000 more because business is just killing it because the Broncos are winning with Deshaun but, Watson. But he had 20, 22 settlements? 22 civil cases, 22 settlements? You're not. You're not. I'm asking you a very direct question. He gives you twenty thousand well, dollars more. But I'm just saying we have twenty two settlements for twenty two civil cases. They're all settled. They're all settled. They're all settled. Every single one. Nothing with with the NDAs and all that. There's of course there's going to be NDAs. I'd still rather he go somewhere else. How about twenty five thousand? Still rather he go somewhere else. Thirty. Still rather he go somewhere 50. else. Fifty. At this point, I've just decided. At this point, I've just decided I'd rather he be somewhere else. So you can't be bought. There's no amount of money. He comes to you. How about a quarter of a million dollars? Raise. I would rather I would rather that be somebody else's burden. Right. So what you're saying is if he offered you a million dollars. I would rather that be somebody else's burden. So you, that, but the but that's so not the original. The but that's dollars. not the original question. The original question is 
if you're the Broncos. I mean, you're bringing me into it. I don't think that's fair. It is because ad, ad rates will go up. Yeah. And you could benefit from it. But so it's your own pocketbook. You you, you and Amy and Charles can go I, on even more vacation. I would still rather it be somebody else's So you, So what you're saying is you can't be bought. Some On some things, I can't be bought. So you can't be bought on this. I'd rather just, again, I'd rather be somebody else's problem. Coming up after the break, we wanted to talk about this on the show yesterday, but we we had something else to talk about. Tom Brady is going to be in an upcoming movie. People have talked about him coming back, but this movie he's going to be in, will he be? A, will he even have the time to come back? When I tell you about the movie, who's involved, who's producing it, you think this has a chance to be a hit. That's next. And my spirit is crying thoughts I have seen rings of smoke through the trees Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co. All right, Tom Brady, going Hollywood like Jim Brown. So he's going to star in an upcoming movie called 80s for Brady. Brady will also produce the movie through his production company, 199 Productions. Obviously, he was picked number 199. That makes a lot of sense. In addition to Brady, the film will star Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. That is quite an ensemble cast. The story follows four best friends who take a trip to the 2017 Super Bowl to see Brady play. It was inspired by a true story. Brady helped develop the project with Donna Gigliotti, something like that. Anyway, Donna has produced Silver Linings Playbook, Hidden Figures, and Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, not Three very good, well-done, popular movies. Is this a movie you would go see? Didn't we just talk about a movie? Would we go see it? Dan, you asked us a question about a movie a couple weeks ago. Starring, I believe, a, a an athlete, LeBron yeah, James type of movie. It was uh, Adam Sandler's new movie with Juancho Hernan Gomez called right. Hustle, coming out on Netflix soon. Right. So I told you I wasn't sure about seeing that. Would you see this one? I would go see this one. Yeah. As would I. And I, I'll tell you, like, I, I I had to look up something, like, and I looked up the ages of the actresses in this. They're all probably close to eighty. Rita Moreno's ninety. Right. Lily Tomlin's 82, Jane Fonda 84, Sally Field 75. But you talk, you are talking about a, this is a powerhouse cast. Uh-huh. They're not getting involved in something crap. Right. At, at, if what you have a, actors and actresses, when they reach a certain age, if they're involved with something, yeah. they're not doing it for the paycheck. They're doing it because there's something potentially special in the film. 
Right. I would absolutely go see this. As would I. And there are sometimes there are ensemble casts mm-hmm. and the movie's garbage. This should this is but <laughs> knowing who is producing this mm-hmm. with Brady and her resume, this has all the makings of something that could be a really good movie. Plus, I like the fact that it's a true story. So some have suggested that Brady might want to make a comeback. Think I'll have the time. He's doing a movie? Yeah. Uh, and producing the movie. I mean, well, producing. He's doing both. Yeah. When you're producing a movie, you kind of want to be around it. You want to be around it when they're filming it. but then, And it's uh, his production company. It is his production company. But I don't think this would stop him, him from doing the Brett Favre late career thing of walking into somebody's camp during August and saying, here I am, let's play. Right. Right. And I, I th- what this does is I think Tom Brady, his days of being around for OTAs and things like that, I think that's done. I don't think anything stops Tom Brady from on August 1st saying, all right, I want to play and I want to go play for the San Francisco 49ers. He can't. He's under contract. He's under contract with the Bucks, but right. you can trade me and get some value for me or I'm just not going to play at all. Right. So Brady, Peyton Manning, LeBron James all have their own production company. Well, that's where the money is, is in production. Right. Manning has done obviously very well. LeBron James has done very well. And now Brady, I think, is just really kind of starting off mm-hmm. with all of the businesses that he has. Is this going to become a trend that athletes start their own production companies? Because three of the greatest athletes in their sports of all time have started this up, and all of them have had success. And you brought up the money aspect. Making $35, 40 million a year is a lot, right? But if if you own the production company... You can be a billionaire if uh-huh. you play your cards right. You know, Chris Rock, who I love as a stand-up comedian... I know what you're doing. This is one of my favorite... Has a great bit. <laughs> he says, and I'll try... I, I don't know if I could do it in his voice. He says... There's a difference between being rich and being wealthy. Rich, wealthy. And there's there's the difference right there in the movie. Well, there is a difference between yeah. being rich and being wealthy. Well, look at one of the people interested in buying the Broncos. Byron Allen. What made him wealthy? Ownership of a right. production company. Correct. Weather That's, Channel. Yeah, and well building up through what he developed to be able to buy the weather channel. Yeah. He, uh, he understood that if you're going to really have the, have big success, you've got to own your product. And for, for these, this trend of athletes and really you can kind of look at Peyton Manning as the origin of this. The origin point for Peyton Manning is David Letterman. Right. Because as successful as Letterman was, he didn't really, he didn't become wealthy. As Chris Rock would say, until he went to CBS and he owned his own programming and developed what Worldwide Pants Incorporated. And that, of course, before that, that was the Johnny Carson play. And that was how Johnny Carson was more than just rich, but wealthy from doing The Tonight Show because it was a Carson production. Right. Ownership and, and being the producer, that's where the cash is. Well, and he, yes, and I do think that this will be that this will be the entree for one of these guys, LeBron, Peyton, or Tom Brady, to own 
a franchise in a major professional sport. Right. I think this will. They, I think Peyton is already phenomenally successful with Omaha Productions. Help me with this number because I want to make sure I read it correctly. How much is this? That is, uh, I believe that's eight eight hundred and fifty eight million dollars. Right. Eight hundred fifty eight million seven hundred fifty. Right. So that was the highest grossing movie in two thousand nineteen. It was Avengers. Avengers and Endgame. Yes. And, and I understand it's not is that, gonna, that's global gross or is that just domestic? Um, I, I think is got to be global. Okay, so with that, I'm not suggesting that's what this movie is going to gross. But if you look at the 50th highest movie of 2019, it was Midway. Mm-hmm. Nearly $57 million. Oh, yeah. Now, you got to pay the actors. You got to pay a lot of people. But you own the production company. You keep chipping away, and then suddenly you have a blockbuster. Bang. Yes. You got a big one. And if you have one that is is big globally now, this film that Tom Brady is doing eighty, you know, eighty for Brady. Yeah. I don't know if it has huge global, no potential, no huge domestic. But domestically, I think this this film could absolutely clean up. Right. Right. I mean, if it grosses fifty million, he, he makes more in endorsements. Yes. Or Peyton Manning makes more in endorsements when you can. Well, maybe not. But still, that's a pretty fat paycheck that you can keep reinvesting into your company. And then suddenly you hit it big, and you have a movie that grosses $200 million. Now you're really adding that stuff up. I mean, that's why for Peyton Manning, I think even though I, there are a lot of people who would want him to be the Broncos owner, mm-hmm. I'm not sure this is the right time in terms of accumulating wealth to where he doesn't have to be a partner to right. where he could just a partner who runs the team but a minority partner. I think someday we're talking about Peyton Manning being the majority partner yeah, and well, running the show. Well, but here's the thing with Peyton Manning. We need to hit a break. Here's the thing with Peyton Manning. His Omaha productions, it's nothing without him on camera. Because they've done knockoffs. Yes. You know, the, um, God, yeah. what's that series he did on ESPN with the, um, Peyton's, Peyton's Places? Peyton's Places. Yeah, he's got his and now you have Now you have Eli's Places or whatever you want to call it, with college football, and, and they do it for soccer, and they do it for every... It's not the same without Peyton Manning. It's not the same, but everything he's getting money for, it, and everything is chipping away. I get like it. Like you said. I get it. All right, but what the, do we have? the big play is everything where he is on the, screen, on the screen. Right. And that's why, yeah, what he develops, what comes next, that's, that, that's the key to having it really take off. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? You guys discussed earlier how easy the Nuggets schedule is the rest of the year. They've got a game tonight against the Kings. We'll talk about that a little bit. And also, who says Ben Simmons doesn't owe anybody an apology? That's next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale under the public, go to RMFP. Com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Are you 
is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. First game back after the All-Star break for the Denver Nuggets. They are in Sacramento taking on the Kings tonight, 8 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. Denver won three in a row heading into the All-Star break. Does that momentum carry over, or do you think that they'll come out maybe a little flat, still on vacation a little bit in the head? I don't think a streak can last that long. I think there's a natural break when you've been off that long. Listen, uh, they're fighting to get to maybe the third seed. If, um, if they decide to take the night off against a team they should beat, shame on them. Shame on them. I mean, the, the Kings come into this game with uh, 11 losses in their last 15 games. This is one, This is just a it's a take-care-of-business game, just like when they go play the Kings on Saturday, because, of course, it's a it's a, basically a back-to-back. That's a take-care-of-business game, too. A home-and-home home like they do in, uh, in college. Just in case you missed it, Seth Curry... Steph's uh, brother says Ben Simmons owes no one an apology for how the situation played out with the 76ers. He said, quote, business is business. The two of them were teammates on the 76ers, now teammates on the Brooklyn Nets. Looking at each of the Denver teams, who is a figure not limited to just athletes who owes each Denver team the biggest apology? Be a little bit more clear with the question. I'm not sure if I understand. So, Ben Simmons doesn't owe the Sixers an apology, but if you were to say someone who owes the Nuggets, the Avalanche, the Broncos, and the Rockies an apology, okay, who would you say owes each of those teams an apology? Ooh. Oh, I, I can I can easily go through this one. Yeah. Let's hear it. John Elway owes Broncos fans an apology for not taking Josh Allen. Dick Monfort owes Rockies fans an apology for the way he has handled things overall. Yep. I mean, I'll just start right there. I mean, you can say like... Carmelo Anthony might owe Nuggets fans an apology for how things shook out. Or like some players may owe apologies for embarrassing the franchise, embarrassing the team, embarrassing the fan base. Ryan O'Reilly might hold the Avalanche fans an apology for the way he handled and the way he handled the end of his career here. I mean, you can think of like someone like Dale Carter was a free agent bust for the Broncos. Um, I'd say Juwan James probably owes an apology. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. He might be number one on my hit list for basically <laughs> stealing money. By the way, just got a text from Chad, who's the owner of Greenfields. He said, tell Andrew I want his autograph. And uh, looking forward to tomorrow night. All right, let's do it. Just in case you missed it, the investigation into Dan Snyder of the Washington Commanders has spurred on the introduction of a bill in Congress that would eliminate tax subsidies for professional sports stadiums. How could something like this becoming a law impact teams potentially looking to build new stadiums like the Washington Commanders could be soon? I mean, I'm surprised that something like this hasn't come up before. Yeah. I mean, they ought to pay their fair, their fair share, right? By the, I mean, by they the are way, billionaires, right? Yeah, they are yeah. billionaires. Yes, and they take the parking, and they take the money for parking and everything else. And Dan Snyder's got some ridiculous purchases, like for, he's got a huge yacht, for example. Right, more than anyone would need. Uh, there was a report 
um, that he literally bought a mansion at Mount Vernon, as in Mount Vernon where George Washington lived. Well, part that, of the well there are comparisons between the two. That he paid $48 million cash for a property on Mount Vernon back in October. Let me ask you, the uh, Broncos stadium that was built, who reaps the parking revenue for that? I think the city gets the, the city and the local counties get some of that, but the Broncos get a big chunk of that. How much money do taxpayers put in for that stadium? Uh, I wasn't here for it. More than 50%, I know that. Oh. I, don't, I don't know the percentage off the top mm, of my head. Interesting. How about give it back to the community? I mean, it be, well, what you community, put in, the community what you put paid. in is what you should get out. Well, that was like that. That was an issue. I remember in Tampa when they built uh, what is now Raymond James Stadium, is that um, because it was considered a community in a community investment, mm-hmm. that um, when the University of South Florida started football, that there was pressure on the Bucks to make sure they played along and let USF play its games there and uh, get revenue and, and get revenue out of it because it was a community stadium not just a Buccaneer stadium yeah. so that this these these things do these things do matter it's a lot clearer when you just have private funding right right like like one thing about SoFi Stadium you know we can bash Dan Kroenke for a lot of things but he paid for that himself Just in case you missed it, some other NBA games tonight as the uh, first day of the NBA after the break rolls on. Boston at Brooklyn, currently on TNT. Golden State at Portland on TNT a little later. Memphis at Minnesota. And then Atlanta at Chicago. If you're only watching one of those games tonight, one of those matchups, which one is the most intriguing to you? The Boston Celtics currently up 13-7 on the Brooklyn Nets. Go ahead, Mace. You start off. Um... Did you mention uh, Warriors Trailblazers in there? I did. Yep, that's the late game on TNT. That's the one I'd watch. Are you going to? Probably not. That's the one I'd watch, but I'm not watching either. What All are you right. going to watch? What are you going to watch? What do you? What have you put money on? Tonight? I'm going to bootleg bootleg the Nuggets game. You're going to bootleg it? Yeah, because I don't have uh, illegal stream. No, I, I said, what are you betting on? I'm betting on the Nuggets game. There you go. And some college basketball. So you're doing something illegal and something that just became legal. Well, Stan Kroenke has my hands tied. The game I'll actually probably, (laughs) because I tend to watch more college basketball than pro, the game game that I'll probably have my eye on tonight Mm -hmm. is a fairly interesting road test for Gonzaga playing at San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And San Francisco is on the NCAA bubble right now. Right. At uh, the games at uh, their, their, their pit of a gym, War Memorial Gym there on the USF campus. And... That's a tricky game for Gonzaga against a team that's basically playing for their season. They, USF wins that game. They're probably in the tournament. Right. Huge, so, huge game for them. How do you think Bill Russell will play tonight for, uh, for San Francisco? It would, be cool. it would be cool if Bill Russell showed up, wouldn't it? No. Get some, get some alums back. San Francisco's basketball heyday was long, long ago. But this is the best team they've had, really, since they shut down the program in the 1980s uh, after a scandal. You know why he went to San Francisco? Why? Because he couldn't get any other scholarship. Amazing, huh? He was stuck going there, yeah. Turned out pretty well. But that was a good program anyway, and he made it a great program. He sure did. All right, uh, that was was it for the show. How do you like that? All right, uh, good job, Alex. Same with you, Danny. Who's who's, uh, running the controls for Mile High Sports tomorrow? 
Is it? It'll Dan? be Alex again. It'll be Alex again. Okay. Yep. I will not see you guys tomorrow. I'll be Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar. We'll see you there after the show. Doing the show live out there. Mace will be in studio. Then at 7 o'clock, we are going to be out there slinging drinks. I'm not going to say we'll do heavy pours because I know Chad is probably watching the show right now, but we're going to do heavy pours. And we're going to raise money for charity. David and Monette, they're battling breast cancer. And uh, 25% of all the proceeds tomorrow night, Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood are going to go to David and Monette. Make it the best possible night you can. We hope to see you tomorrow night at Greenfield.